Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio, your one stop for creative inspiration. We have a terrific hour of ideas and tips for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's Magazine's talk show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and this is the last show of the year on December 19th, 2016. And I'm going to do something a little bit different this time. I'm going to go through the show and tell you about some things that are going on. Things are going on with me, with... um, some of our our friends in the industry and answer questions that you all have been asking me. So first up, one of the things I'm asked a lot is how did I actually get a radio show? You know, how did this whole show thing uh, come about? And I thought, you know, it's it's kind of a fun story. So um, here we go. Uh, what happened is quite a few years back, actually, about six and a half years ago, uh, there was a quilter named Tammy who was uh, part of one of my internet groups, and she was also, her her regular job was as a uh, web developer, so she wrote websites and maintained them for her customers and her clients, and one of her clients was a um, a children's book author, and so this author, this woman, um, she came up with the idea that she wanted to develop an all-woman radio show, and the internet radios had been uh, coming along, you know, there was some really big names like Sirius and, you know, those things, but there were a lot of small internet radios radio stations, um, and they were just starting out uh, and becoming quite, you know, quite the thing and very easy to sort of get into and and work with. So what um, she said to Tammy is that she wanted to do this project and did... You know, and and Tammy said, "Well, you know, you need a you need a quilt show on there because Tammy's a quilter." And so the um, the book author, she was like, "Well, you know, okay, well then you do it because she's the only, Tammy's the only quilter she knew." And uh, she says, "No, I don't think so. We're gonna I'm gonna call Pat Sloan and I'm gonna ask her if she thinks this would be something she might do." So I get this you know email and I'm like, "Wow, that's." That's pretty interesting, a quilting talk show. There really wasn't anything like that. There was a podcaster or two out there doing um, you know, doing recordings people could listen to and download, but there wasn't really a radio station show, something that's done live. Uh, and so I, I requested some more information, of course, and I thought, you know, sometimes you just have to try things, and I'm not afraid to try things. And if you've been with me a while, you know I kind of like to talk. Uh, if you've been in my class, you know that too. Uh, So, you know, this seemed sort of natural. It didn't seem like uh, something that would, um, you know, really be a problem uh, for me to talk. And so the, the really interesting part was that I had to actually interview with the radio station owner because um, the book publisher was partnering with the radio station owner to set up this uh, channel and the concept had been that there would be all these different shows, just like any kind of, you know, radio show, and that, um, you know, there would be different topics and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what happened was, uh, you know, I, I got on the phone with the owner. His name was John, and John, you know, was interviewing, basically interviewing me, you know, trying to determine, you know, how I sounded on the phone and, you know, would I be able to do this? And one of the things he said to me is, gosh, gosh, you know, do you think you can talk about quilting for an hour? Well, what do you all think? Uh, you know, an hour is nothing, right? I mean, you get together with your friends and you just talk like forever about uh, quilting. This is this is really not difficult for us to talk about about quilting. Uh, so that's what um, that's what we did. Is I decided that I would uh, go ahead and accept and do this this project with them. So fast forward a little bit, because in those couple of months period, I had to develop what was I going to talk about, how was the format going to be, what day of the week would it be on, and all of a sudden, I was doing a show uh, for TogiNet, which is um, 
The name of the internet station is T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com, and that's where everything is run. Uh, so I had to develop develop this whole big uh, project. You know, what would it be called, and, um, you know, what people would I talk to? So that was my first task to get everything ready. What I decided was to start um, the shows in January, and I picked um, Martin Luther King Day, so that happened to be the day, and I had invited uh, some uh, quilters to come on, the Possibilities ladies, um, who are kind of retired now, but at the time, they were still, you know, six years ago, had their store and their books and their fabrics, and so the two of them came on for the entire show, my whole show and we talked all kinds of quilting. From there, I ended up um, breaking breaking up my show into having multiple guests. Uh, so often there would be, there will be, you know, back when I started, there might have been two guests, one the first half, one the second half. And I've evolved over the years to, you know, try to, there's so many people to talk to that, uh, and only so many shows in a year. So I've changed it up to be, that there there are um, usually three or four guests for every show now. So each segment is about twelve minutes long, and I and I talk to um, talk to the you know to different people so that we can get a lot more people in this away. The show the, so the show is on Mondays. Uh, it runs at four p.m. Uh, live most of the time because if I'm home on Monday, I'm doing. A live show uh, and so what I do is um, it's all done through the, the radio station so I for show day we have a producer who works in the office at the radio station and the producer uh, will call uh, my guest and and hook us up together so we're basically talking on the phone um, I'm using Skype and if my guest uh, has Skype they might use Skype or often they're on a telephone and so we just uh, we end up chatting like that and I have a little panel where I talk to the producer so that they can tell me uh, how close we're getting to the the time that we've finished for a segment because they're very scheduled. You know, there's a commercial break that comes in. So, um, and as you'll notice that often I run over. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, but it's it's kind of hard when a person's on a roll and to jump in and, and keep track, you know, them keep track of 12 minutes and me, I know when the 12 minutes is, but we still seem to run over sometimes, which, you know, I think that's okay. You know, it's, it's real life. We're not, um, you know, trying to make everything seem like it's done, uh, you know, to perfection, uh, but we're just having fun. So, so for the show, that's what goes on uh, with, with all the guests. Now, I did um, eventually, because I thought, you know, I should have done this in the beginning. I should have made a list of all my guests. So I finally do have a list. If you go to my website, um, patsloan.com, there is a link on the nav bar to take you to the um, the talk show page it's called Creative Talk. And, and on that page, I have a link to all of my guests because, you know, you may have, uh, you know, you might be just taking a class with somebody and you think, oh my gosh, I'd like to know more about that person or I wonder, you know, what they talk about. Um, so like uh, if you just took a ta uh, class with um, like uh, Debbie Grifka, I'm just looking at the show guide here. Well, Debbie was on my show twice and, and so I give you the dates of the show so you can go and either scroll the player or um, we're now we're being able to embed the show so that on the website I'm starting to link to those. Uh, so you can actually go and just listen to that particular show. Um, now the my list of guests, uh, when I built that a long time ago, uh, what I did was do it by first name. So whether that's good or bad, but if you're on a web page, you can just search by the search bar, um, you know, like up at the top, you can just do a page search for a person. So if you're looking for, like, I don't know, if you're looking for a Barbara Brackman, you could go and put, you know, Barbara Brackman in there. Although I can tell you that's in the bees, uh, since it's uh, since it's easy. Or Carrie Nelson um, is under C. 
you know, that's that's the kind of uh, thing you're going to find. Um, now, I don't. I I've been hot linking to the actual show page. I didn't have that in the beginning. Why? I don't know. You know, after, you know, about a year ago or so, I finally got my act together on that part. That okay, we should probably put this all together. Now, over at American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's website, um, which is All People Quilt, uh, there we have started putting um, recap pages on my um on my show page because if you'd go up there and it says magazines and more on their navigation bar and then you go to the bottom of that and it says quilting podcast and when you go to that page there's a video which I'm going to do a new video soon and then you can sign up for iTunes on that page but also you can go to the past shows and now we have each show um, and you can click through the page and see like uh, if I want to see who I talked to December 5th, then there is each of my guests and a little quote from their show and, uh, you know, that they that they said on the air and then a link to their website. And because at allpeoplequilt.com, they have a, a great navigation, a great search button. So if you're looking for a particular person because you just took a class from them, let's say you want to find out more, you know, hear Amy Ellis on the show. Well, you could just go and put Amy Ellis up in there. And then, um, you know, it will go. One of the things it would search on, besides the work that she's done, other work she's done for the magazine, is the show page. So that's um, part of all of the goings on. So uh, here we. So this this particular wrap up show for the year. Um, that's kind of a intro of where they are on <clears throat> Martin Luther King Day in January. I'll be starting year seven of my shows. Um, which is pretty darn exciting. I never thought I would be doing this this long, and I still love it oh so much. I mean, just incredible. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, I have um, another topic to chat with you about. We're going to do this for the entire show, and so we will be back in a few minutes. Choose from more than 100 of your favorite patterns from American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilts and More, and Quilt Sampler, all available online. Buy downloadable patterns today at apqshop.com. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg, Executive Editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'd like to invite you to join me in making pillowcases and creating smiles. For people who love to sew or quilt, it's so easy to lift spirits and bring smiles to hospitalized kids, homeless families, and others in need. Simply join American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Make one, two, or many more pillowcases and donate them in your local community. You'll create just as many smiles. Join the movement today. Find complete details, download free patterns, and record your donations online at allpeoplequilt.com backslash million pillowcases. Quilt along with us in 2016. Join our third annual quilt along by making a quilt, a one block pillow, or all four projects featuring plus sign designs. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash quilt along for a list of participating bloggers and designers and to see photos of what staff members and other readers are sewing. Share your photos on social media using the hashtag APQQuiltAlong to join the fun. Follow American Patchwork and Quilting on Pinterest to find ideas for bags, baby projects, pillowcases, storage and organization, and more. Visit Pinterest.com backslash APQ Magazine to join the fun. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I am your host, Pat Sloan, and this is my year-end wrap-up, and I am here to chat with you myself for the whole show. Um, you know, our good friends at Moda, they are a sponsor of this show, and I'm going to take you a little spin around Moda Land. That's my favorite thing to call my my uh, Moda friends, is Moda Land. There's always got something fun going on. Now, 
Many of you have just been waiting, waiting, waiting for the crazy, cute, adorable fabric line called Merrily, M-E-R-R-I-L-Y, by Ginger Burr, and that is with, um, that's the, the brainchild of Stacy Bloomfield. Uh, she has a whole uh, website called Ginger Burr, G-I-N-G-I-B-E-R, and she was one of my guests here on my talk show. But her holiday line called Merrily is just so cute. I mean, it has, um, you know, she draws animals and her first line was all black and white and you all went crazy over that. Um, and the uh, second line has color in it, but it's got deer and polar bears and penguins that are just as cute as can be. And so this is on uh, getting ready to come out in the in the near future. So you'll be able to make up these cute, cute projects. It's her um, Merrily line. So, uh, you know, over there at, at Moda Land, they have a lot of things going on all the time. Um, there are some, they're, they're always being creative with their pre-cuts. And one of the new things that's coming out is something called the Moda Cake Mix. So they're like a pad of triangle papers, and they're sized specifically for layer cakes, and those are the 10-inch squares. Um, you know, charm packs are the 5-inch squares, and the mini charms are 2.5-inch squares. So they've made these papers so that you can mix and use them to create half-square triangles from your layer cakes, which make, you know, when the fabric is so gorgeous, what I love is to just showcase it. You know, that's why I do a lot of things with big shapes. Uh, except if you're doing my splendid sampler, and those are little six-inch blocks. But other than that, <laughs> I usually do things with larger shapes because when the fabric is gorgeous, I want to show it off. So I cannot wait to get some of these Moda cake mix pads. Um, you know, they do a lot of things that have names like baking names because of the Moda Bake Shop where all the free patterns are that people have, have done with their projects. is so incredibly cool. So you're going to have to be ask your favorite quilt shop about about these new um, cake mix pads. So they they write a blog on you know on their website. It's blog.modafabrics.com. And if you have not been checking in there regularly, you really should because um, right now today uh, in the past couple of days, the Moda team asked uh, all the designers. They said, "Do you have a favorite family recipe?" And, you know, could we give them the recipe? And so there are, they broke it into two days. There were so many recipes. So it's December 15th and December 16th. The first one was all of the non-sweets, you know, like the dips and the sides and, you know, all kinds of cool stuff, appetizers. And then um, I ended up sending a sweet uh, thing along. And so my day is on December 16th, and I sent along my apple cake recipe that I got from my mother-in-law. Uh, her, her family has made this apple cake, which is so divine, and I shared a photo of it. So you can go over there and, and download and make it. Make it and tell me what you think. Um, also, you know, I put black walnuts in it, but if you don't want black walnuts, you can use regular walnuts because I know they're not always as easy to find the black walnuts. But I think one of the key things is you use an orange pineapple juice. That sounds, you know, and you don't use a lot, so you're going to, you know, find some friends who like to drink that. So, so go on ahead over there and get all that stuff for yourself. It's This is year-end, so every business has to do um, some inventory. So I asked uh, the Moda team, uh, Carrie Nelson is uh, my contact for this, and I said to Carrie, you know, what's what's going over there? Going on over there for the end of the year? You know, is Mr. Dunn, the owner of Moda, doing something fun? Is he going on vacation? And she basically is telling me, you know, at the end of the year we have to do inventory, and it's pretty much all hands on deck. So including Mr. Dunn and every single person in the company ends up doing uh, inventory at some point, um, which is, you know, that's that's what you do when you own a business. You have to, you know, count up all the little parts and widgets and bolts of fabric to, to see what's going on. But uh, over at Moda, they also had parties. Um, they have, you know, had office parties. They had parties for, um, you know, the 
different, you know, there's a lot of people that work there. Some are in the warehouse, they have different, you know, hours and all that, so they catered a lunch, and Carrie said it came from a restaurant called Babes, and they're in um, Dallas, uh, so if you're in the Dallas area, the Babes is who uh, caters to the Moda people and brings their their awesome uh, lunches, and they also uh, decided to bring items for a charity, so they collected um, this year, um, you know, different for, for different charities. So every year they have a different charity that they'll collect for. And then they go and, um, you know, wrap the things and take them over. And I think that that's just, you know, when I worked in an office, that was one of the best things we ever did was to support a particular charity via our office. So it really brings everybody together. And I just love hearing kind of behind the scenes of what's going on at the big companies that we so so dearly love. I mean, I know you love your mode of fabric. So, you know, there's a little bit more to them than just spitting out bolts of fabric for you to buy. You know, there's a whole whole bunch going on behind the scenes, a whole group of people that work really hard all the time. Um, you know, they get to see a lot of things. Any of the manufacturers that are that have a distributor arm and a Moda does, you know, uh, shop, your favorite shop can order like my books and patterns. They can order the thread. They can order scissors. They can order all that when they order their fabric. So you know they have notions area of the company too, which is actually how Mark Dunn started the company was with the notions side of things. Um, so they get to see a lot of new tools and fun tools. And so I wanted to know, well, what exactly is your favorite thing? You know, what is, what are you getting in that you, everybody's really loving and working with? Because so many people in our industry actually make quilts and the same for Moda. There, a lot of them make them, they design them. You will see like, um, that they designed for for the for American Patchwork and Quilting magazine. You'll see like Lisa Alexander and Carrie Nelson and whole groups of them uh, have quilts. So they're trying all the tools. These are their favorite tools of the moment. Um, and of course, I'm sure it changes with the next new thing that comes rolling in the door. Uh, so their block lock rulers are one of their you know favorite new rulers, and those come in all kinds of sizes. I don't know, have you tried them yet? Um, you know, they have sort of like this groove that a lot of people find really helpful because it helps lock the ruler to the seam, like in what you're trying to trim. So block lock rulers, um, and there's a lot of different sizes. Now there also are a lot of designers who produce, um, you know, they, they have a favorite fleece or favorite interfacing or whatever it is, and then they get those and package them. Um, and so right now they're working with Joan Hawley of Lazy Girl Designs, and they love her uh, package fleeces and interfacings. And so Joan does bags, and when I was at the trade show, she brought me this cute little, it's like a basket that has little buttons on the side, so you it's flat, and then you like take your thread and your yarn, and you, you kind of hook it up into a small little boat-type basket. It's really adorable. She made me one that was made with her um, fusible interfacing, which is really firm. It's, it's really quite nice. So uh, if you're out shopping around, you might want to pick some of that up and see what it's like. Let's see, what else did she tell me? Oh, okay, here. Oh, I know all about this one. The Orphil's new 80 weight thread. Everybody's trying it. Everybody's loving it. So if you haven't um, heard about it yet, uh, Orphil, which is a, a thread company from Italy, and they have gorgeous thread that's uh, all different weights. And 50 weight is what a lot of people use for their piecing, um, machine quilting, machine applique, you know, and you could use it for hand quilting, you know, um, I'm sorry, sorry, hand quilting, uh, hand, hand uh, applique. Well, they developed an 80 weight thread, and 80 is thinner than 50. It's a bigger number, the thread is thinner. So the 80 weight was developed primarily to be for hand applique, so the thread just beautifully disappears into um, the edge of your applique as you're doing your work, but everybody's been testing it for everything else. So 
It does some beautiful, um, like, blind hem, like, mock, it's called, like, mock hand applique. Do you know what that is? So people will turn under the edges of their applique, and then on the machine, you set to this tiny, wee little zig, like, V. It goes, like, straight V, straight V, and then it just catches the edge, and, and it works beautifully for that. Um, it's been used for um, machine quilting, so I've tried it with blanket stitching. It's thinner, um, so you might have to adjust the tension just a little bit for your machine just try it first and see what happens see if it works okay with your regular tension but uh, it's gorgeous and <clears throat> the really neat thing is it comes on these cute adorable little spools like wooden spools which work on your sewing machine so there's no problem there but they're cute they're so cute they're the same kind of spool that the floss comes on. Uh, we really we all really love it um, and Sutton of Bunny Hill did a whole bunch of research she basically uh, tried all different techniques with it and has just totally converted over to 80 weight. And if you know Ann Sutton of Bunny Hill, you know that she does lots and lots of, primarily she does applique. That's what she does. So out on Facebook uh, for Moda, if you have not been there, you can just go to Moda Fabrics United Notions. That's their Facebook page and go ahead and um, like that. And then when you like it, click down the following button tap and say see first so that way you get all of their feed they've been showing all kinds of christmas things this month and ho other holiday things so it's basically a holiday month uh in in moda land um so if you have not gone out looking for moda fabric lately just be sure you do that and also you can ask for mine ask for sunday drive that's the one the shops will be getting in next for my for my lines in uh in february so we're going to take another little break, and then when we come back, I am going to answer questions from my Facebook page that you've asked me. So this is going to be really, really fun. See you in a minute. Boost your sewing skills from start to finish with daily tips from the editors of American Patchwork and Quilting. Visit tips.allpeoplequilt.com for inspiration. I'm Linda Augsburg. Join me for a fun video series called Show Me How, brought to you by Baby Luck. Each month, I'll show you how to complete a simple project from start to finish. Learn new techniques, see tips, and sew a great project with me. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash videos to watch. Get two full years of American Patchwork and Quilting delivered right to your door for the price of one. That's a full year free. Every issue is packed with never-before-seen projects from top designers, detailed photography, complete materials lists, and easy-to-use pull-out patterns and quilting diagrams. Subscribe today at allpeoplequilt.com. Take an ultimate shop-hop tour of 11 top quilt shops. You'll find them all in the current issue of Quilt Sampler, available now at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. American Patchwork and Quilting's uh, talk show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and this is my year-end wrap-up show, and I decided to do something totally different. And every segment, I'm taking a different topic, and I'm talking to you about it, talking with you uh, about it. Uh, and I had... Um, thought, you know what, I really need to do like a Q&A that I ask you questions. And so I popped a note out on my Facebook group, my Quilt Along with Pat Sloan group, and I just said, you know, what kind of things are on your mind? What kind of things would you like to ask me? What kind of things do you want to learn as a quilt maker? I don't know, I've got like almost 200 questions out there, and I'm certainly not going to be able to answer them all right away. And some of them are, you know, much more complicated questions like, you know, how do I make a picture quilt, you know, and, and actually um, Melody, who wrote that, said, you know, it's, I know that's not like a simple answer because it's, you know, but she didn't know if it was hard or not. And it's like, I personally, I don't think anything is hard. If you take it and you break it down into little pieces and it's just taking one small piece and building onto another small piece, nothing is necessarily 
hard. They might just be something you haven't done before. So I selected kind of a group of questions that I thought, you know, sort of varied here about um, that you asked me. And so I'm going to go through them. I thought this kind of fun, sort of like on TV when the news show like pulls up the iPad and says, hey, they're doing this over here in Kapitzi or whatever. Sorry, I said that wrong. (laughs) This is live. Uh, Okay, so Pam, she had a question and she says, what is the one tool you couldn't do without? Well, for me, what I've learned is I really need a quality scissor. I need one that, because I do like to do applique and I like to cut out shapes and I want my scissors to be very lightweight. I want them to be very ergonomic. I want a angled handle on them. I want big enough holes in the handle for my fingers to go in. Um, I use what's called a shear, an 8 inch shear um, scissor. Uh, so there's a couple different manufacturers that have lighter weight ones, but it's really that angle that I like because I feel like it puts less stress and also lightweight. So for me, I do not want to use, even if I'm cutting paper, I do not use just junky old scissors out of the drawer. I use a good pair of scissors that's lightweight and smooth and opens and closes easily so that it's, it's ergonomically comfortable. Um, so Kathy asked, um, in the, I love this question because it made me think. Don't you love questions that make you think? So Kathy asked, in the last five years, what was your favorite project and why? And I, you know, I love it when I hear a question like that and I know the answer immediately. Um, because for me, it's, it was my birthday quilt or is my birthday quilt, which is almost ready to um, go to the quilter. Um, my birthday quilt is when I turned 55, I asked people to send me a block and, and I basically gave them color options and or not options. Like I said, like a certain range of colors, you know, keep it tight. And I didn't give a size because I really wanted the fun of sort of piecing all different size blocks together. And so I've got, I don't know, about 150 blocks and the quilt is two-sided, like 100 by 90. Um, And we'll go to the people who do long arming for me so that they can just do, I think I'm going to do like an overall sort of clamshell or something like that. Because it's two-sided, there's blocks on both sides and so you really can't go around them. And I didn't want one quilt. I wanted everything to go into I mean, I didn't want two quilts. I want everything to go into one quilt. So that is my favorite project is my birthday quilt. And I still think I need to put some sort of words on the back of it. Um, So that is where um, I have to add a little bit more. So what triggered, Angela asked, what triggered your love of quilting into a very rewarding career? Well, if you go to, first of all, if you go to uh, patsalone.com and you go to my about page, uh, I have a couple articles and that can give you really more detail on sort of my journey into this. And if I've come and given a talk for you, you've heard part of it there. But ultimately, the core of what I am is I always wanted to run my own business. That is basically, it took years until I found a product or a business that I had enough passion to run, enough passion and interest and excitement that's been continuing um, for, I'm in year 17 in January. It starts the 17th year of my small family-owned business. So my husband works with me and that's really why when I started quilting, I knew that this was something I could do forever, that I could make it my business. And so that's what I did in the year 2000. So do I ever take time off in this business or is it pretty much 24-7? Well, if you have anybody in your family who's an entrepreneur who runs their own business, particularly if it's a small family-owned business of only one or two people, then you know it's pretty much a 24-7 job. But yes, I do take some time off. It's just not as often as, a, as what I did when I worked for a company and I had every weekend and every weekend, uh, you know, had pretty much you know, off. And, and in the evenings I had pretty much off and I had, um, vacation time they gave me. I mean, there's none of that when you work for yourself. So, uh, and, and I like, and I like it. It's okay. I, I, I love to work. So, um, it's a good thing. 
Now, this is an interesting question because Susie asked, um, how do I feel about Quilt As You Go method? Okay, so for those of you who don't know what Quilt As You Go is, it's a way of um, quilting your own quilt where you do the whole project in segments. Maybe you do a single block, like with the Splendid Sampler project, there are people actually quilting six-inch blocks, either by hand or machine. Or you could do segments. You could do a whole row. You could do a quadrant. You could, like, take a pieced quilt, and if it can easily be broken up into four sections, you can break it down into four sections so that what you're quilting is not so big. You know, think about a, a 60 by 60 quilt. Well, if you broke that into four sections, it would be a 30 by th four 30 by 30 sections, right? And then you put the four 30 by 30s together, which would be 60 by 60. And a 30 by 30 is much, much easier to quilt on your home machine for a lot of people. Now, when you're doing this, think about that. You have the top, the middle, and the backing. When you want to put the two sections together, what happens? You have a seam. So if you flip your quilt over on the back, you're going to see batting and seams exposed. They're like, you know, there. You have to cover them up. You can't just leave them. It's not a rag quilt on the back. Maybe you could make it a rag quilt on the back, but most people don't. What has to happen is you have to cover those seams. So that makes a grid on the back of your work and there's different ways of covering the seams. I think it's an excellent way for a lot of people to do um, their own quilts. I don't see any problem with it. If you don't mind going back to your back afterwards, you know, you've quilted it, you've assembled them, and then you're going to cover all those seams. If I were doing them myself and when I have, I've done them as, as big a unit as I can. I'm not going to do 106 inch blocks individually and have to cover all those seams on the back. Instead, I would do as big a unit as I could break it into, and then that way it's more, uh, it's less work to cover all the seams. And speaking of that, um, uh, Velda, or no, I'm sorry, Vicky. Vicky asked, um, how much bigger should the batting be than the top? So think about this when you're laying. You have the top, and then you can, you have batting, and then you have backing. And when you're trying to layer all that, your backing is bigger than the top, and your batting is bigger than the top. So you can see it, and you're not trying to maneuver it right to the edge, edge, edge of anything. You want to have be able to sort of float the top on uh, the top of your quilt, on the backing batting layers and you don't want to have to be fussy about it so I'm like doing at least two inches all on all sides if not more of uh, for my own work if you're sending it to a long armor you're probably going to need four or five inches all the way around so that they can clamp it to that big machine I mean it has to clamp to something so yes it needs to be bigger uh, let's see what color Penny asked what colors am I gravitating to lately well, I cannot get enough red and white. Just I could just stop every other color for like a week and just sew red and white. Um, I just did my Happy Holidays uh, pinwheel, um, peppermint pinwheel pattern uh, that's on my website, and it's in red and white with red buttons. They're so cute. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know, I just really like red and white. But then you could throw in uh, aqua, teal with that combo, some gray, a little pop of navy, a little pop of green. Yeah, so that's really where I am. Faith had another, we're all machine quilting here at the moment. Faith had another question that was about the quilting process. Um, she wanted to know if she could actually practice on a quilt that she'd already quilted. She had done a quilt that was stitch in the ditch, you know, so you know that that's not going to really, you know, give it any texture or anything. But she wanted to know, well, could she, like, go and use that to test and practice free motion? And I think you can. I mean, if you have a sleeve, you might want to pop open the sleeve, like, that, you know, so that it, you don't quilt through it, because then you're not going to be able to use the sleeve again. But other than a sleeve, you could quilt through the label. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. I think it's a, you, you, it, depending on how well you stretched it, you might find that you might get a little pucker in the back or something. But if you're okay for that, for, for practice, then I would say go for it. Um, it's certainly um, certainly very doable, and actually people will put a finished quilt that they've done, and then maybe they hang it up for a while, and they go, oh, I need a bit more quilting in this one area, or maybe it's not laying quite flat, um, and you can just take it and, and put more quilting on it, so that's totally, totally doable. 
Now, uh, Mary was talking about how you line up your ruler uh, f- uh, with you know, on your fabric. You know, what what do you use? Do you put the line like if it says two and a half? Do you put your fabric right next to the two and a half line? Do you put it underneath? Um, you know, it's, it can be kind of fusing, confusing, and and I think for the most part, people will put. Um, put the line right on the fabric, right at the edge, so that it just, like, is touching. But you really should to then test that, you know, like, remeasure it after you do one cut, and just be sure for that ruler that that's correct, because every ruler manufacturer may have done something just a tiny bit different. So if you liked this segment, uh, leave me a comment at my website to let me know, because I'm going to be doing more of these Q&As and, and different things like that through the year. So this is kind of an experiment, and I'm interested in what you think. Yay! So we're going to take one more break, and then when we come back, I'm going to do a little spin around the Internet and tell you what's going on. And uh, so we'll, we'll be right back. Looking for fresh, simple, and fun projects and ideas? Check out the current issue of Quilts and More magazine at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Join American Patchwork and Quilting on Facebook for daily quilting inspiration, tips, giveaways, and more. Find us at facebook.com backslash APQ magazine. See our editors share their tips, ideas, and techniques by visiting allpeoplequilt.com and clicking on videos. See what other quilters are up to on the American Patchwork and Quilting page on Facebook. Simply go to Facebook.com and search for APQ Magazine. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's Magazine's uh, talk show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and this is my year-end wrap-up show. And our last segment, I'm just going to take a little swirl around the Internet. I want to tell you what's going on, what's coming up, what's new, um... And maybe maybe talk a little UFOs. I don't know about you, gonna, but I seem to have some. And there was one of the questions was you know you know how many do I have? And I I don't know. I don't think I can actually answer how many I have at the moment because I haven't counted lately. So, anyways, I'm gonna get back to that. But first, uh, I wanted to give you a little update on um, my project that I'm doing with my friend Jane Davidson, uh, Quilt Jane. Uh, it's called The Splendid Sampler, and we uh, have block 88 that's been published of the 100. And so we've had some questions since it's a 100-block series, and um, every, we have a book coming out. And so the blocks are free this first year, and then the book, you know, then they'll be, they'll, we're going to, they'll not be free anymore, and the book will come out, and people can continue making the quilts. I mean, they're just so fabulous. Uh, you can uh, see at our Facebook group also tons and tons of pictures, but even on each block every day, people will share um, the projects that they've done. So they're incredibly gorgeous. But what what's going on? We have at the nav bar on the top, it says blocks and bonus projects. So there you can get all the past blocks if you're just joining us and you want to sort of catch up on some of them, or if you want to pre-order the book, that's on there too. Um, you know, American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine is uh, designed one of our blocks. Lindsay Mayland is, uh, did that one for us. And so, you know, she's been sewing along and sharing on her Instagram page. Um, but the, the project, when it finishes, we're going to just start it again because the book is out and people are just joining us and people are just finding us and everybody's going to be making these for a very long time. So if you got way late in your in your making, it's not a big deal. You can just join in again. Uh, we're probably going to have some fun challenges on the second round. There might be some, we have bonus blocks that will always stay on the website. They'll always be there whether they were free or purchased bonus blocks. They're not all free. If you want to add a six-inch block, we've found some that you know, you buy the pattern. Um, but that those links and everything will stay at the website. So you can you can still use those. Um, but it's always a fun time to see what people's creativity is. Uh, some of the people are setting their blocks already. Some people have made multiple quilts. Um, the, the One lady did a whole big panel in the middle and then made all the blocks around it. So just... It's amazing. Jane and I and the whole team of designers, so 83 designers at, are doing this with us. 
we're just constantly um, inspired by the work that you all are doing, that you're making the blocks in your own personal style and you have your own personal stories that go with them that you're sharing. And so the community uh, on Facebook is really where everybody interacts. People become friends. They've met up. And it's international. This is These are being made all over the world. So you can communicate with quilters in Spain and in Japan. I mean, it's just... It's just mind-boggling. We are just so, so excited about uh, everything. This is really the first step. This is just the beginning of more and incredible fun that will continue on and on. And remember, this is not a race. Uh, There are people who will finish, and that's fabulous. But, um, you know, many of us, it's going to just keep on going. We will be making blocks. So I'm now going to go back to that little thing called a UFO. Because if you don't know what a UFO is, it's an unfinished object. Um, And many quilters, I almost could say most, but I know not everybody works this way, but many of us uh, make more than one thing at a time. You know, we're like working on multiple projects. And then what happens is you don't finish a project for whatever reason. Maybe you uh, ran into a stumbling block. Maybe something wasn't working so well, so you just put it away. And then down the road, your skill set improves, and you like think, okay, well, I'm going to pull it out and work on it. Um, at least we hope that's what happens, right, that you pull it out and work on it. Um, sometimes there's just a little part that's done. Like Lots and lots of people don't like to do binding, and so they end up with a quilt that sits there for a long time because all it needs is binding, and they don't, they don't do the binding. So um, American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine has been running the UFO Challenge, and uh, they've now have a worksheet for you. So the 2017 UFO Challenge worksheet, you can go to All People Quilt, go to the How to Quilt section under Finishing, and or, or just put in... Uh, UFO challenge uh, to the search bar and you'll be able to come up and there's a chart uh, so that if you are a chart type person who likes to write things down what they do is put um, like 12 projects that's one a month one through 12 one a month and that they'll issue like a number on their uh, Facebook page and they'll say okay for January the random number UFO you're going to work on is number five and so then you can it's it's just a motivator so then you can go get out number five whatever it is and then spend the month of January um, working on that one um, so you want to pick 12 that you would want to work on and don't get sort of bogged down in it. Just even if you just work a little bit, anything you do to move a project forward um, is good. I mean, for those of you who might, who are hand quilting a project, you know, they can take a long time. So even if you worked uh, 10 minutes a day, a couple of days a week on hand quilting or hand appliqueing something, that's a large project. Like, you know, it'll get done moves it forward. Everything moves forward if you just do it a little bit at a time. Okay, the other really fun thing that's going on is I uh, put out my 2017 um, free mystery block of the month. Uh, So the supply list. So you need the supply list and you can go to my website and on the sidebar there's says 2017 mystery and uh, what I have is every, this is the fourth year, and I run this with sort of a theme, but the theme really isn't like to show you a block that mimics whatever the item is. It, it, the theme is to just have some funny, fun or funny uh, way of of each month celebrating. So the first year was globetrotting, where I, I celebrated different cities across the world. Then I did um, vacation time, which were different vacation things. Um, this year for 2016, it was a secret garden. So basically, I went around the world uh, through the internet mostly, <laughs> and I picked up different uh, gardens and showcased gardens. You know, they, and I asked people for their recommendations. So for 2017, the theme is the children's library. Pretty much I want to celebrate and enjoy those books that we loved as children. You know, what was your favorite book as a kid? And so each month I'll, I'll have 
something, you know, a book that will talk about and just I'll show, you know, just celebrate it. Say, hey, do you remember? Did you do this or did you did you like that as a kid? Um, now, this year I am focusing on us using um, scraps uh, or or collections you know so if you have like a lot of green maybe you want to pair green with black and peach and then you know that would be your you know you use up some of that so I did a video uh, which you can watch so you can sort of see how I'm thinking about that process and there's a supply list now that's been posted on um, uh, it was posted on December 16th, so uh, you can go download that. And I hope you sew along because they're 12-inch blocks, and, and I'm going to have some bonus-type stuff. They're all secret, so I'm going to tell you about them uh, as it comes up because this is a mystery, so I can't tell you that stuff in advance, but I think you're going to like it. I'm pretty sure you're going to like it, so that's going to be coming up. Now as we roll into... 2017 I have um, I have lots of fun guests coming on for my January show I have uh, the first show of the year I have Gwen Marston coming on and that's January 9th is the first show in January and I have been a huge fan of Gwen's work um, I've, she's come to my personal guild here in Virginia and I've taken some classes with her plus I don't know if how long you've been quilting but Gwen had a PBS show many moons ago um, and I that was when I first started to quilt and so I would come home from work and I would have taped the PBS show which probably was always on while I was in the office and I would watch her talk about quilting um, and she was doing hand quilting at the time uh, mostly handwork of all type uh, and so I'm really excited to talk to her about how she went from that to her whole long beautiful career of making of making quilts um, and then what I'm doing here on the show today, you know, I did the whole show um, myself uh, as kind of a year-end fun thing to do. But uh, coming up each month <clears throat> for one segment, maybe two segments, you know, one a, one a show, I will be on myself. I will answer questions you've sent. I might tell you more behind the scenes about... <coughs> excuse me, what's going on somewhere, but it's going to be all really kind of fun and impromptu like this is. But I really hope you enjoyed this kind of a show. I would. I hope you leave me a comment. If you leave me a comment and tell me which part did you like the best? Did you like behind the scenes? Did you like the Q&A? Did you like the recaps? Whatever it is. And uh, please go over to patsloan.com and enter your email so that you can get my mostly weekly tips and go to All People Quilt so, and uh, enter your email there so you can start getting their um, notices of all the fun things that are going on so you don't miss out like the UFO challenge. And we'll see you online at uh, Facebook in our um, in my group, Quilt Along with Pat Sloan. And I uh, hope you have a super awesome rest of 2016, and I will see you online. Remember to visit allpeoplequilt.com for more information on topics from today's show, as well as how-to videos, free printable patterns, and additional tips and techniques. Thanks for listening to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. 